Musical Theater Writer Guy was written and filmed as a YouTube channel series on the traditional and unceded territory of the Muncie Lenape and Canarsie people. Each episode is also released here in podcast form. To learn how you can work with me or to join the Musical Theater Writing Collective, please find out more at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show. There is no denying that musical theater has a certain sound to it. Generally speaking, you can smell a musical theater song a mile off. But even though musicals have a certain sound to them, the music is still rooted in pre-existing musical genres. And having the ability to utilize different musical genres can help you with storytelling, world building, framing your structures, and even with character development. So how do we approach this? What exactly can we do with different genres of music? Let's start with the world of the show on the whole. If you're writing a musical that takes place in a certain geographical location, that might indicate that a certain type of music could be utilized or at least referenced throughout your score. One example of this would be looking at the score of Once on this Island, which uses Caribbean musical sounds, French influences, and folktale song structures in order to tell its story. And there are plenty of shows that do this out there based on specific geographical location. However, I'm also going to throw out there that many of these musicals do it in a way that feels appropriative or uses stereotypes. And so I'm not going to explore a lot of these titles here today. Just felt that was worth pointing out. If we are instead looking at a specific time period, then perhaps musical influences and song structures of the time will creep in. The musical Follies uses sounds and song structures from the 20s and the 30s to harken back to the glory days of the Follies. But what about shows that take place in a specific location on the micro scale, not the macro scale of geography? The musical Cabaret takes place largely inside a cabaret space a nightclub in pre-war Germany, and you can hear those sounds and song structures of the cabaret style throughout that score. Or perhaps we're talking about a musical that is very specifically centered around a type of music, like the show Ragtime, which brilliantly pulls in the music from the period into the score directly. Now all these examples are well and good, but they all seem obvious for using specific genres for the storytelling in a musical. But what happens when it's a less obvious pairing? Take for instance, the popular music sensibilities of Les Miserables. Did you like that? Was that French enough for you? Do the sweeping pop sounds influenced heavily by the time in which it was written really match the sensibilities of the pre-rebellion 19th century Paris location? I mean, no, not particularly, but because it is built directly into the set of cohesive sounds for the show, we really don't end up questioning it too much. But we'll come back around to Les Mis, there's more to say here. The more obvious example that probably popped into your mind was Hamilton, a show that uses rap, hip-hop, pop, R&B, and musical theater in blend to tell a story that is set at the founding of the United States in the late 18th century. Clearly, none of these genres of music were being utilized at the time that the show takes place in, but there are a few nods in terms of instrumentation and song structure, song styles, to the time period of the show. One example that pops to mind is the song Farmer Refuted, which uses classical musical stylings in order to create something that feels uptight and British. But a song like that actually ends up standing out in the score. The musical world that is built for us from the very beginning of Hamilton is one that is going to utilize spoken word, 
rap, and sung popular music styles in order to dominate the storytelling. And each of the genres that is touched upon is going to be utilized to do something a little bit different within the storytelling, something very specific. Which leads me to this concept of having multiple musical genres within one musical. What can we do with that concept? How has it been used previously? Oh, so many ways. Let's explore a smattering. By the way, this video came about because of a question from someone within our community, and I absolutely adore that. So if you have questions that you'd like to ask, I offer free 30-minute calls, and you can book one of those by clicking the link in the description below. Okay, let's start by heading back to Les Mis for a second. The musical world of this show is clearly rooted in something that feels like musical theater, but it pulls in music and elements from other genres to very specific purposes. It borrows recitative from opera and operetta for sung dialogue moments, both in terms of having something that feels more sung in a dramatic way to something that feels more colavoce and is a little bit lighter and more dialogue -y. There are pop sounds and belty vocals for the big dramatic numbers that are sung by, oh, let's call them the down-on-their-luck women. Is that tactful enough? Is it problematic? There are sweeping romantic sounds and parallel thirds sung by Cosette and Marius, which require a little more legitimate vocal styling, which harken back to classical musical theater, as well as that opera and operetta sound. And there's even a cabaret and vaudeville feel to the Tenardiers to make them feel rough and tumble, but with an edge of comedy. And there are more, of course, but that's a smattering of the different genres utilized in Les Mis, and each one to a very specific character-based or plot-based function. Similarly, if we were to revisit Hamilton, well, that one uses a lot of genres, and even sometimes within the genres, little nuances to tell us a lot more about the characters and what's going on. Looking at the rap stylings of Hamilton's main little crew there, you can see that even though rap is the thing that they're all doing that is tying them together, each of them is rapping in a very specific way that gives a nod to specific artists that have existed, whose sensibilities match up with each of these characters. But let's look at some of the bigger picture uses. Rap is used throughout the show, clearly, and it's often utilized specifically for when a character is feeling passionate or very fired up in kind of a youthful way. But rap is also utilized in this show for efficiency of words, because you can spit out a lot of words very fast, delivering a ton of information extremely quickly, which allows the show to move very fast. And boy do we cover a lot of ground. Like, a lot of historical ground. My god. Pop sounds are often utilized for moments of tenderness or introspection with songs like Dear Theodosia or Helpless. But there's also a very specific use for a Beatles-like, jaunty, love song style pop for the song You'll Be Back, which tells us a lot about King George and how he feels about this entire situation. And R&B comes up a lot when a character is feeling something that is very deep set, something akin to anguish. I think about a song like Satisfied or One Last Time. And there are so many more examples out there in Hamilton. So, so, so many more. We could write a dissertation on this. I will not. But what about some other quick examples from other shows? Thoroughly Modern Millie mixes jazz with operetta pastiche and even some pop sounds in order to create distinct characters throughout this little world that they've been. Cabaret uses vaudeville, classical musical comedy, and jazz to deepen the emotional tones in a show where a lot of the music is of a specific cabaret style. 
Having these other things pulled in for the other moments outside of the cabaret is super useful. Hair is a show that is largely built upon the rock sounds of the 1960s in which it was written, but it also pulls in moments of poetry, soul, musical theater, country, folk, all these other genres to add to the characters and create more depth and tell us more about the situation. And even company brings in bossa nova, classical musical comedy, and patter to differentiate each of the characters and situations, even while maintaining a world of sound that sounds like the 1960s. Obviously, we could go on and on and on here, but here is the big takeaway. Musical genres evoke in us specific emotional tones, locations, and time periods, which can be extremely useful for developing characters, creating specific plot moments, and pulling us through the storm. And however you decide to specifically attach genres to certain characters or certain types of plot moments, we as your audience will buy it, as long as you set us up into that world and then stay consistent. And at that point, the musical world is your oyster. But of course, musical genres are not the only tool you have at your disposal to do this kind of work. And if you want to explore how to do even more of this, then you should watch this video next. Otherwise, thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.